Welcome to the Mindful Runner Podcast, a show about running and racing, trail and ultra in South Africa. Along the way, we'll be talking training, gear, nutrition, and mindfulness, all in the context of the South African racing scene. I'm your host, Fred Richardson, founder and head coach at Mindful Runner. Stay tuned as I do my best to give you all the information and none of the waffle. So I'm joined by Maurice van Rensburg. I'm sitting here at his local training ground in Balbusprate. Um, and Maurice is a South ultra runner, uh, the winner of Mac Mac 200 last year and uh, a 200 mile race this year as well. Maurice is taking on a heck of a lot of big runs this year. So I'm really excited to hear what he's got to tell us about, especially this next month, but his, his entire year. So, Maurice, you've completed a number of 100 milers, you've completed 200 milers, um, and you've really got a, a big year planned. A lot of people think you're insane with it, the distances that you do and the amount of time that you're spending running. What is it that motivates you? What drives you to do these big distances? Hi, Fred. Uh, thank you for, for meeting with me and uh, giving me the opportunity to chat to you. So... I'm actually inspired by other people. There are so many people that do amazing stuff out there. Um, the, now recently, the, the Kari Yodan, she's the first female to do the double DGT, 440 kilometers of Jokersburg uh, Grand Traverse. The, the Remy Kloos stakes um, that did um, Everest and Lotse last year in May. She's the first South African lady to actually uh, summit both of them within uh, 24 hours and then also uh, Sean Chesside, she's a blind lady from uh, from the USA and Remy is currently taking her as as we speak, she's taking her up Everest, so um, as far as I know she'll actually be the first blind lady to do this so I was thinking like you know, I'm I'm fully capable of of moving, of um, of running, of doing crazy stuff. Um, you know, why not also attempt? Um, you know, be out there, attempt uh, hundred milers, two hundred milers. Um, I'm I'm fit, I'm healthy, and um, yeah, I I just want to push myself and and see you know where my body can take it. And, um, yeah, two cool stuff. Yeah, those are pretty impressive people to, to take inspiration from. But um, what else is in that head of yours, Marius? What else drives you? Um, yeah, Fred, as everyone else in the world, um, three years ago we had lockdown and, um, well, we couldn't play outside anymore. And that actually... Um, but to it quite a lot. So during lockdown, I decided to to that I wanted to do my first hundred mile, which was um, called to a hundred mile in September um, that year. And um, before then, I I did my one race a year, which was it's a Sky Run hundred. And um, but I was a back of the back girl. I I finished in like between twenty nine thirty hours, twenty eight hours. You know, if you don't train, you're not gonna, you're not gonna um, have the results that that 
um, you actually deserve or that you know you can get. And as soon as we were allowed outside of our house again, I started training with this one goal in my mind to finish a 100 miler. And did it September that year, I ran a sub-24 uh, of miler and um, yeah, I was just, I was hooked and decided that at that very moment, as soon as I finished uh, Cartwheel Fun with Myla, that I wanted to do a MOOC. And, well, as you mentioned earlier, I've done it twice now already. I'm busy with my third one. And, um, yeah, it, it was just, I, I joined you guys. I, I joined you, actually, um, as, my co- as my coach, December, January, December that year, I think. And, um yeah, we've had some great results together and I've met great people and I was doing, I was able to do cool stuff in the meantime. Okay, Mario, so with these big events, races like the Tonka 200, like at a 100 miler, which you've successfully completed now this year, how do you go about preparing for those things mentally? I believe a lot of these races is... It's it's ninety percent mental. We we do our training. We've got our training plan, um, but we never get to the mental parts of it. And once you start suffering um, out there on the race, um, it's 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 your mental capacity, I believe, to get you through suffering to to keep on moving forward, to to not quit the race. And um, that's actually a very important thing. So. What I do is I try to put myself in race conditions. It's obviously very difficult because I stay here in Pretoria. Um, I've got a day job. Um, it's, just, it's difficult to go and uh, recreate a ultra darkersburg city type of environment. We've got a 1,500 meters elevation this side. Um, and, well, above sea level in Lesotho, we go up to 3,500. So... We do have there are training cancer to go on um, for like if I had to run um Addo I would or let's say for for Tonkwa, I would go and run the flattest, longest, most difficult section that I could think of. Um there's one section that comes to mind, the yeah, other straight that mine being that it's a three hundred meter loop that I ran, I think, seventy times over and over and over, <laughs> without telling you. And then you saw my my Strabo or final surge, where Harry you're like, "What was this?" And I said to you, "Well, I'm busy mentally prepping myself for Thunkov because it's it's a flat, long road. It's going to be tedious, um, and with this three hundred meter loop." I knew what was coming for the next 70 leagues. So, no, and simple things like that. Um, and, no, it hasn't uh, failed me yet. Um, but then also something that's very important to me, uh, that, that, that I find um, benefits me a lot, is the hour before a race where I get to chat to my fellow contestants, I get to see my friends again, about everyone that I've, I've met over the last few years of ultra running. 
uh, different people pitch up for, for different races. So far, I've been there for every single race, so, so I get to meet a lot of different people and met, just to see them again. And, and it's, it's almost as if I, I gain energy for the race um, by chatting to them. And just a quick guy, how are you doing? Um, how's your break? And, and the vibe of the race just boosts my mental energy. I can feel my body gaining energy. And, um, well, when, when the gun goes off, then, then it's just up to yourself and your, your mental capabilities to finish it. So. Yeah, Morris, I actually remember uh, during um, MacMath 200 when you were feeling particularly nauseous and you uh, got into one of the aid stations, you complained of nausea, and I think it was Sean said to you, everyone's feeling like that, and suddenly you were like all on top of everything and your nausea problem was like history. You just psyched yourself up on the fact that, well, it wasn't only you, everybody was feeling like that. It was quite early uh, in the MacMac 200 mile already, and it was my first 200 mile at, and obviously I wanted to do really well, I wanted to finish that race. And 40 kilometers in, I was nauseous already, and I was just think, thinking to myself, like, like how, how am I going to get to these 200 miles and I think it's all you start feeling sorry for yourself and it's just you versus your own mind out there. And, uh, yeah, your mind starts playing games with you. And, and I was actually wondering, how am I going to get through this? Um, the cut of hour, cut, cut of time, um, there's 90 hours. It, it was rain predicted for two out of the three days of running. And I walked into the aid station and Sean was sitting there and he did exactly what you said. He's like, you know what, everyone's feeling like this. Um, just get over it and finish his race. So I ate a packet of frothing salt and vinegar chips and um, that was the game changer. You know, I psyched myself up, put foot and um, I caught up with everyone by, what was it, um, I think by 90 kilometers. And everyone was lying there sitting, at, uh, we had extreme heat, and everyone was sitting there feeling nauseous and feeling sorry for themselves. And um, I mean, by that time, my head was in the game already. And, and um, actually, when I caught up with everyone, then I knew, okay, it's game on, and, well, let's see where this journey takes us. Marius, tell us about your plans for this whole year, your running plans for the year. Okay. So, um, Fred, I've obviously done Tongkot 200 minor. Um, but I could actually take a step back and say I wanted to run all the 100 minors and 200 minors last year, uh, but... That didn't happen because Cedarburg only happens, Cedarburg under my life only happens every second year. And, and, um, so this year, that is my mission with Seek. Running, I ran Tonkatona Wilder. Um, I ran at a hundred miler. And, um, last year I also missed Ricky Raid. It was, it is only one week before NAPMAC 200 mine. So I missed those two races. So this year, 
I'm doing Australia Rockersburg, which is um, next to me, that like shit. Um, then five days later, I'll, I will be taking on Ricky Raid. And this is all, this is a plan, and it's, it's something I will be, will be attempting. Um, if I fail, I fail. Challenges after it. Um, then 11 days after Ricky Raid under Myler, we've got Mac Mac 200 Wilder. And another race that's got added to the calendar this year is George Mutt. So that was always in middle of June. So I ran George Mutt 100 kilometer race last year. But they've added a very exciting 100 miler race as well. But the calendar dates got moved through this earnest. So it is now five days after Mac Mac 100 miler. To Mac Mac 200 miler, I will be hopefully be towing Mutt 100 miler starting line. And, um, yeah, so I've actually challenged myself. I even have a name for it where I'm calling it um, the Keep On Challenge where I will be running 500 or racing 500 miles um, within 31 days because 28th of April will be towing the line for UTD and um, one month later... Just before one month later, we'd be doing the line pants, much hundred mile that. So I'll see if I get through that. I think um, the fact that I've done Amup twice have given me experience. Um, obviously, I haven't run this much with such, with such a short uh, turnover, but I do know it's possible. Uh, my heroes, the Joe Streaming McConaughey, the, the uh, Michael McKnight, those guys run way further. Um, Michael McKnight won the Triple Crown of 200 milers in America a couple of years ago. So I do know it's possible, and I'm going to attempt something like this, and hopefully I can show South Africans that it's possible and that you don't just have to run 100 mile a race for one race a year that's um that you could do more races in a year i want uh, i want to prove that it's possible and, and hopefully 100 milers and 200 milers and trail running as a whole grows in south africa because of this yeah so um that gives us six races up until the end of may um, which is four hundred miler races and two two hundred miler races, and um, then for the second half of the year, we've got uh, sadly, sadly, the the two hundred miler, uh, Tusker two hundred and fifty miler has been cancelled this year. Uh, that would have been in July. Then in September, we've got. Carp Curve 100 Miler, which is the final of a look. Then, um, from beginning of October, we've got Cedarburg 100 Miler. Um, quite. Then, Reunion, hopefully. It seems like I might have broken into Wutu and Reunion. One of the world's toughest 100 Milers. 
Um, it's October. It's the second part of October. I think it's a week or two weeks after Cedar we run with Myla. Uh, then we've got Ultra Trail Cape Town in November, the 100 miler there. And the new kid on the block, Long Mall. And um, they've, they've got a 200 miler that's coming up. That's around 16 December, I'm sure. And so that'll give me. Um, 11 races for the year, of which three of them are 200 miners, and eight of them are under-miners. I think it's an exciting year, and hopefully I can get through it, and um, yeah, do something cool. <laughs> so, Maurice, you're sponsored by Hammer and uh, On Running. Uh, what does that sponsorship mean to you? And on running, you're brought into South Africa by Tifosi Sports. So the sponsorship really is Tifosi. I've been with Amnet for about just about a year now. And um, it's actually, it, it's, it's been actually amazing uh, getting the sport from, from these guys. Um, I mean, you and I both know that your nutrition is also one of the key parts of these ultras. So... Having, knowing my nutrition and having my nutrition sorted and not having to worry about it uh, time and time again is absolutely a game changer. And I'm for a wrestle for Hammer uh, to be one of the athletes. And yes, um, news released this week actually is that I am the Bishwin. Now, to Fosa Sports um, on running as detail. And it's a brand new relationship, and I'm very excited about the gear, about their shoes. And, um, yeah, I'll be taking these massive challenges on in their shoes. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting times in my life. Um, it's awesome to, to have, uh, Justin from, uh, from Tafosi. He'll be traveling with me to, most, if not all of the races, uh, the plan is also to uh, document some of the, well, I guess we're all behind the scenes type of things. A lot of people uh, and a lot of the documentaries out there don't really show. <laughs> they show the good parts, like, hey, Maurice, how are you feeling? Or you know, the ones on YouTube, you see the people smiling. Um, hopefully get some more footage of me, probably throwing up, who knows, uh, feeling sorry for myself. Um, yeah, I mean, chafing everything that, that's, that's actually buried worth 100 milers. Um, not sure if he'll be able to get to all of the points because he, he'll be jamming my car and the, the benefit of ultra running is that you go bases with because I'd be, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be sharing a journey with Tifosa Sports and I'm very excited for the year lying ahead. Yeah, Maurice, you've got uh, two 200 mile wins under the belt um, in the last year. What were the most memorable moments from those races? Eh? Well, actually winning it, uh, crossing that finish line in first place is just something special. It's something that I, I hadn't experienced before Mac Mac, it was my first victory. And um, I think it happened that 
and uh, Tong Pot 200 mile at Erzul. And you know, there's just something about it that it's, it gets you going, uh, pitching up for the next race. Um, I always, always want to say, well, I mean, you could see my, my running stats. It's almost as if I don't even sit out the two weeks to recover. Like, I just want to get going again and uh, start training in for the next race. So that's some of the memorable thoughts. And then also um, my famous hallucinations. I've made plenty of, of um, special friends, imaginary friends uh, out there with Mac Macley's uh, famous cat video where I was poking a bush with one trekking poles. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's super funny. I still love it myself every time. And at Tonkwa, I hallucinated a whole bunch of got two crocodiles while I was running. Um, so, you know, I always just love. Um, and with, with Tonkwa, it was actually an amazing journey. I got to spend the race with one of my best friends who was supporting me. And Tonkwa is a race where, where you can actually have your uh, support team uh, driving a car. So I could see quite often because you run on on the, the career road the whole time. So every time I got to him, we had plenty of laughs and it was, it was just a very fun race. But um, you know, some of the hardships that I've had through, uh, through these 200 miles, honestly, was is sleep deprivation. I am a very poor sleeper, so um, I don't sleep a lot even during these races. I think during both uh, both 200 milers, I've maybe slept uh, two hours in total, um, and that's what that's 150 hours of racing between the two. So, so sleep deprivation is definitely something. Uh, but I'm I'm used to not sleeping a lot, so I try to use it as it's a weakness, but it's it's a it's a strong point as well. And as you said earlier, or as Sean said to me at Mac Mac, um, you know, everyone else is feeling cut as well at that stage. So so just push through the times and maybe you can even use these difficult times as a strong point. The question that's often asked of me as well, um, because I coach you is, why does he do this? Does he realize he's going to break himself? It's like, you're running all of these miles, all of these kilometers, all of these races, and you're putting your body at risk. Um, surely you've got a really deep reason for doing more of this. Um, most people won't believe me, but I mostly do it because I enjoy it. I'm having fun out there and. Every so often that I'm not having fun out there, I remind myself to, you know, like enjoy the view, enjoy being out there, think back, uh, back to the time where, where we were limited to the confines of our houses for, for three months, for half a year. And I mean, those times were fun. It, it's fun to be outside, um, to spend time with friends. To get into the aid stations and and to see all these volunteers just spending 
the free time to, to cheer you on, to help you. Um, and I also believe that your goals need to scale. So when um, when I decided to do my first 100 miler, uh, just the thought of a 100 miler skip and learning daylight so and as it should, I mean, it's, it's something very tough. Um, and as soon as you get to that starting line, you need to commit yourself to, to get to that finish line. And I hope I can keep on doing that for as long as possible without DNFs. Obviously, I'm making it very difficult for myself with these new challenges. But um, this new challenge of running... Um, all these, these four races in a 30, 31 day period, um, actually scares the hell out of me. But that's definitely a good thing. I've done a MOOC twice and that's still a massive challenge. I'm busy with the MOOC as well. But yeah, I think, I don't even know what the, the, the most amount of distances that I've done a month, maybe 500, 600 a month. Um, you know, this will be 800, maybe still with some training runs in between. Maybe I can get to a thousand kilometers, trail kilometers in a month. And yeah, that just sounds like fun. Sounds like a cool challenge. And yeah, let's go do that. You know, we're just saying off camera. One of the things is other people take photographs, play music. You run because you love to run. That's enough or why do you need a deeper reason than that? If it gives you joy. Keep doing it. Um, Boris, just thanks so much for spending the time and giving us a bit of insight into how you think and what you've got planned for the year. Thanks, Fred. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, yeah, keep on tracking me with this journey, with this uh, oh, a massive amount of kilometers that, that I'm doing in the next, well, at least in the next 30, 35 days. And... Um, yeah, then after that, if I get through that, still in one piece and so on, there's a sec always the second half of the year with even bigger challenges. And um Yeah, it's just it'll be amazing. If I if I succeed, that's amazing. If I don't succeed, well then there's a challenge set for other people to go and conquer. And um hopefully I see you on on the trails very soon and uh come so high when you run past me because i'll be going really slow that's of course <laughs> okay so if people want to follow you where can they follow you on social media yeah i'm on social media instagram i'm Myla marius on facebook marius from ringsburg i i do post um an update every so now and then and um yeah, I'll be I'll be trying to I'll, I'll try to to give some updates on these runs and progress challenges. And uh, one thing that we have been doing was to uh, keep my support teams um, control of my Instagram. So there's some interesting content that comes through every now and then uh, while I'm running or while I'm racing, and I've got a bit of time on hands. Uh, yeah, and then. Um, no, I guess that's it. I guess has a lot to the social medias. And that's pretty cool, actually, to have your team out there so we can watch the tracking and watch the online tracking and then watch your social media feeds 
to get an insight on the race, which you don't really get that often. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, obviously it will mostly be aid station check-ins. Um, what I have done during the race, like Ado, when I'm on top of a mountain and there's a signal, I'd quickly post a, uh, a photo or so. But who knows, maybe I, I get hang of social media and find out how to do a live broadcast. Um, I'm not big on those things. I'd rather bet me running out in the mountains. So that, yeah, it's, it's all still a learning curve. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to know more about Mindful Runner, check us out at mindfulrunner.co.za. On Instagram, you can find us at mindfulrunner. In the meantime, enjoy your running, happy trails, and don't forget to subscribe.